Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. This morning we're going to study Philadelphia. And that was a prophecy that Jesus gave. And it came at the latter end. So let's ask the Lord to bless our study. There's not much about this church in the books. We're going to see what we can discover. Dear Jesus, please bless us this morning as we try to study the Church of Brotherly Love. Help us to realize when the time began and what it means to us. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. We can read about this church in Revelation chapter 3, 7 to 14. This is where Jesus is telling his servant John, the revelator, the prophecy of the church of brotherly love. This is the sixth church. First of all, what is the time that this church exists? From 1833 to 1844 was the time of it. After 1844, shortly began the Laodicean condition. But we will talk about Laodicea tomorrow. Today it's the Church of Brotherly Love, Revelation 3, 7 to 14. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. We're going to look into this open door in a few minutes. We'll go to Daniel and read about it. But right now, we're going to finish. Philadelphia is the church that is in existence when that door is opened. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. This is where this prophecy of Jesus tells us that the church of Philadelphia will probably be laid to rest so that they will not have to go through the plagues, the time of temptation that will come upon all the world because they were faithful to the Lord. You notice there are no reprimands to Philadelphia. And continuing on, he says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. He shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. So he's telling them that they will be part of the 144,000. If you look into the 144,000, they have God's name on their forehead, new Jerusalem, etc. Continuing on. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And unto the angel, okay, 
So they will be part of the 144,000, even though they are laid to rest, to so that they will be protected from the plagues. We're starting to understand from reading this. You may not get this in the first reading, but just put it in the back of your mind, and as you study Philadelphia, it will all begin to make sense to you and fall into place. So I'm going to read it through without my comments now, all the way through. Um, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. And I'm sorry, one comment. Later on you'll realize that the door to the holy place was closed, and the door to the most holy place was opened. And that was because they went into the most holy place with Jesus when he went in on the, on the time of atonement in 1844. So I'm back to this again. All right. These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and to worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. He shall go no more out. I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. All right, now let us read the rest of our little paragraph here. It says, um, In preparing to meet their Lord, the church was drawn together. Christ entered the second apartment of the heavenly sanctuary. No combination of earthly circumstances can prevent our entering by faith, for it is beyond the power of man to shut the door to enter in by faith into the second apartment where Jesus intercedes for us. He has it open for us to enter in there at will. No man, it's beyond the power of man to shut that door so that we cannot come to Jesus. Hypocrites will be exposed, but the faithful ones will be shielded, and the overcomers will be pillars in the temple of God. So turn with me to Daniel chapter 8, verse 14. The angel is speaking to Daniel, giving him prophecy, and he said unto me, Unto two thousand and three hundred days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. What was the cleansing of the sanctuary? It was the Day of Atonement. And we're going to find out when is the great time of atonement, this uh, Day of Atonement annual uh, sanctuary service was a sandbox study of God's great plan of salvation. And when they had their Day of Atonement, it was representative of God's great day of atonement and we want to find out when in history does that actually happen and we're going to find out he says here into 2,300 days or years and shall the sanctuary be cleansed now let's turn to Daniel 9 verse 25 
He's going to tell him how to figure out what, when that is. He says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seventy weeks and threescore and two weeks. Uh, and after, okay, so it's from, we're going to start this prophecy. That's what we're looking for here. When the command from, from Artaxerxes was to restore and build Jerusalem. Now there were three commands, but only one of them had anything to do with rebuilding Jerusalem. The other two had to do with the temple. And we know that that can be found in Ezra that gives us that date. And that date, we can go to Ezra and find it. That's Ezra, I believe, 614. Ezra. Ezra was a scribe. Ezra 6, I believe that's correct. I'll look real quickly. All right. So, and the elders of the Jews builded, they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Iddo, and they builded and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel and according to the commandment of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. See, it names three because they all had some command to restore, but it was Artaxerxes who gave the third command that was to restore Jerusalem. And that happened in... Um, Oh, there's a fly in my face. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, Ezra 7, 457 B.C. All right. So you have the starting date now of what is 457 B.C. plus 1843. Add them together, you'll get 2300. That's because there is no zero year, or we would have said 1844. So you can't, they have to drop one off. But 14, or 457 BC plus 1843 years, that equals 2300 years. So 2300 years from 457 BC takes us to 1844. And because it was in the fall, and the Day of Atonement and the Sanctuary Service happens in the fall that they came up with the date of October 22, 1844. And this was when Jesus went into the Most Holy Place and opened that door and he closed the door to the Holy Place experience, which was sin and repent, sin and repent. In the Most Holy Place experience, we receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of Christ, he gives us his righteousness and he works with us to gain victory in our lives until the day comes that we can present ourselves for judgment. So this is the Church of Philadelphia that was in existence at the beginning of 1833 through 1844. This church, there was no reprimand for. And you can read about the Advent movement that where people came from all different denominations, all walks of life all over the world when that movement began. And you can understand more about it. But for now, we're going to bring this to a close. We're not trying to make this too complicated. And we'll ask Jesus to bless us the rest of the day. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for these who are willing to study and understand. Help us, Lord, to be willing to go back into the brotherly love experience 
for Laodicea is going to be spewed out of your mouth. You have given them hope, however, and told them what they need to do. Thank you, Jesus. We want to take that seriously and apply it personally in our lives. I pray for each one here and myself that we would be willing to surrender anything rather than to lose your approval. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Tomorrow morning, Laodicea.